What is happening, everybody? On today's show, a ton of guys from the SEC are up in Indianapolis this week taking part in the NFL Combine, several of them speaking with the media with some interesting quotes about the best conference in college football. We'll tell you what they had to say. Also, some others from around the conference, including the latest on the highly sought-after recruit quarterback, Arch Manning, and a good piece from ESPN as many of their college football writers sound off on who is under the most coaching pressure heading into next season in the SEC. We'll run through their picks. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we got a lot to cover. We'll actually go around the conference a little bit more in segment two, but this segment will kind of be around the combine as the NFL combine going on this week up in Indianapolis a ton of guys that play in the SEC are taking part and one guy who caught some headlines this week Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams speaking with the media and before we get to his health and his injury and all that he was asked about the national championship game and how it played out he said he believes Alabama would have won the national championship game against Georgia had he not been injured and left the game in the second quarter. He said, look, I feel like we would have won the game. Just things happen, you know? Williams had four catches for 65 yards, coming off a 40-yard gain early in the second quarter when he pulled up, tearing his ACL in his left knee. Alabama and Georgia were tied at the time, 3-3. to Williams was injured. Tied finished that drive with a field goal to go ahead 6-3. to He said, I watched the play a lot of times. I don't know what the factor was. I don't know what caused the injury. I don't know what it was. I just know I turned around, tried to stick, and yeah, that happened. Asked why he's watched that play so many times, William said, look, I was trying to see what happened. I just couldn't believe it happened to me. It was something I never thought could happen. Other than that, Jameson Williams says his rehab's going well. He's feeling good. And uh, look, still projects to be a first-round pick. We'll see where he ends up. Now, his fellow teammate, John Mechie, he tore his ACL in the SEC championship game in Atlanta and he also wondered what could have been different if Williams was healthy in that title game he said look I definitely think if we were healthy for that game things could be different of course it was really tough seeing Jamison go down especially just having gone through it and knowing what that meant just the process we were going to have to go through John Mechie also asked on Wednesday who the best corner he faced in college was and he said he was going to go with a guy from his own team Gave the nod to former Alabama teammate Patrick Sertain, who was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, unanimous All-American in 2020. So Alabama guys sticking together. Meanwhile, over uh, at Ole Miss, quarterback Matt Corral, he's up at the Combine. He spoke Wednesday. He said he has, quote, no regrets about playing in the Super Bowl back in January and said he is on track to be at full speed for his March 24th Pro Day on campus at Ole Miss. Corral will not throw at the combine this week. Quarterbacks 
will have their on-field workout Thursday because it says because he is still recovering from a right angle injury, ankle injury he suffered in the first quarter of the loss to Baylor. Browse said Wednesday that the injury was a high ankle sprain, no breaks, no tears. Should be go, good to go very soon. Multiple teams asked Corral in formal interviews at the Combine whether he regretted playing in the bowl game and not opting out. He said, absolutely not. Never thought about opting out of the bowl game. It was never a thought in my mind. I was going to play regardless. Corral said his recovery from the injury was originally framed at six to eight weeks. Said coming along well, started taking full dropbacks and workouts as well as running in his conditioning. He said about two and a half weeks ago, I started throwing and running. I'm throwing at 100% now. Just started taking dropbacks. Before that, I was just throwing from spots, not taking dropbacks. Matt, uh, Mel Kuyper has Matt Corral listed as the number three quarterback in this draft behind Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett and Liberty's Malik Willis. Meanwhile, Kentucky wide receiver Wandell Robinson, he's at the Combine. He was asked about the differences between playing in the Big Ten and the SEC because, remember, he started his career at Nebraska before transferring to Kentucky where he had the outstanding season this past year. He said the speed is simply different between the two leagues. Robinson said, quote, definitely the speed. You just see the athletes that are out there on the field every week. You can't take anybody lightly. In the Big Ten, it's just kind of everybody's in a loaded box, except for some teams you're going to spread out a little. But in the SEC, everybody's fast and everybody can run. SEC speed is certainly a term we hear used a lot from guys across the conference. Meanwhile, Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks, he is projected to be a first-round pick. He's, he's talking with the media, and he's drawing comparisons to Tennessee Titans and former Ole Miss wide receiver A.J. Brown. At the scouting combine on Wednesday, Traylon Burke said, yeah, there's been some comparisons and just our body structure, how big we are, how fast we are. He said, I've watched A.J. Brown all the way uh, throughout his college career. He said, there was definitely some comparisons there. Burks also said he has met with basically every team and was asked also about playing at Arkansas and in the SEC, how that's prepared him for the league. He said, quote, you're playing against the best every weekend. You're basically playing against a pro every week. So Traylon Burks, another one. Traylon Burks, Wondell Robinson, all of them giving love to the SEC and uh, saying it's prepared them for the next level, going to play in the NFL. Lastly, Georgia wide receiver George Pickens he was asked how confident he is that he's a first-round pick. He said, I'm very confident. I know I can present the teams exactly what a first-round pick is. He was asked about his 40-yard dash time. He said, probably going to be a 4-3 to a 4-4. He said, people really don't know that. They'll be surprised. So, George Pickens, wish him the best of luck, as well as all the other guys across the SEC that are at the Combine this week. And... Sure, some are going to turn some heads and put up some ridiculous numbers. So we'll uh, continue to track them as they all prepare to take their career to the next level. More around the conference news in just a second. But thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you, with March Madness just about two weeks away, that means you need to start thinking about how uh, you are going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework, and we are running brackets at runyourpool.com. They've got standard brackets. They've also got survivor pool. they got all kinds of different stuff that you can try out and make it a very unique process. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you're not going to find at ESPN or CBS. 
If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness, magic, and play alongside your employees or even gain some customers. They offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, one of the easiest three-minute setups you will find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. No truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. You can enter the code Pure Madness at checkout. That's going to get you $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Thanks again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th. You can find it right here on Locked On SEC's podcast feed and YouTube channel. You'll have me joined with college basketball expert Andy Patton and betting expert Lee Sterling. We'll be giving you in-depth breakdown on every matchup when the brackets come down. So make sure to check that out. All right, let's jump back into it. We got more Stuff we got to get to going around the conference. And we start with some spring game news. As Auburn, we know they decided to keep Brian Harson this offseason. He's preparing for his second year in the conference. On Wednesday, Auburn announced their annual 8A spring scrimmage. Will be held Saturday, April 9th at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Will kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern. So looking forward to that. Auburn's baseball team will also be in town that day. They will host Vanderbilt in a game at 5 p.m. Eastern. So um, can pull off the doubleheader, but fans will get a first look at Auburn's quarterback battle with AM's Zach Calzada going against TJ Finley and all the other guys. We will see who wins that battle. Probably not going to be a winner announced after the spring, but, uh, man, a lot of storylines to follow from Auburn this spring. Meanwhile, over at Kentucky, they're coming off their uh, 10-win season. Some key players coming back, like quarterback Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, DeAndre Square, Jacquez Jones, tons of guys on that defense. Uh, Their spring practices are going to start on March the 8th, and the annual Blue-White Spring Game will be held Saturday, April 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern at Kroger Field. Game is free for fans to attend. Tickets won't be required to enter. The game will be televised on the SEC Network Plus. We have some news over at Alabama. They've been adding to their off-field coaching staff recently. On Tuesday, the Tide made another hire in ex-Auburn assistant wide receiver Cornelius Williams. That's from footballscoop.com. He will join Alabama staff as an analyst this year. Williams spent a brief period of time on Brian Harson's Auburn staff last year. Williams joined the staff last year after six seasons at Troy or was let go before the new regime's first game. The move came after Auburn had to piece together a second-half rally to defeat Georgia State. Now he'll join an experienced Alabama staff working under Saban and a ton of big-name analysts. So Cornelius Williams... All of the hubbub he made, or the news that was made when Auburn fired him, and now he's going to the crosstown rival, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama also having a 
losing another piece this offseason. According to multiple reports, Alabama Director of Sports Science Matt Ray is leaving for the New Orleans Saints. Ray came to Alabama in 2020. His experience at uh, Indiana and the IMG Academy. So he was jumping from the Crimson Tide to the NFL level. Meanwhile, some college basketball uh, news in the SEC, at least. Uh, Tennessee, they won at Georgia on Tuesday night. After the game, it was revealed that their freshman guard, Sakai Ziegler, had a little bit of a tragedy over the weekend. His family's home up in New York was destroyed in a house fire. His mom was raising his four-year-old nephew with special needs in the home, and all their equipment was destroyed. So on Wednesday, Tennessee set up a GoFundMe for him, and Vols fans... They showed up and showed out. They raised over $50,000 in about 30 minutes. That was their goal. But the fundraiser is going up, up, and up. Last I saw, it was somewhere in the realm of $200,000. According to the GoFundMe page, the Ziegler family is considering relocating to Knoxville to be closer to their son and the community that has supported him so much. So, yeah, I mean, look, you never want to lose everything, but your home in New York goes up in flames. Your son's playing in Knoxville. Come on down to the south and set up shop in, uh, in Knoxville. So uh, shout out to the Vol, family, uh, Vol community for supporting them. Meanwhile, Georgia, one of their uh, recruit signees that they have, EJ Lightsey, who's a linebacker from the state of Georgia, he was shot during an incident back on February 21st. According to a report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, two people have been arrested in connection to the shootings that also left another man dead. But the, uh, according to the report, gang activity was suspe- suspected. Lightsey was just an innocent bystander. Uh, the uh, police chief there said there will be more arrests in the case. As for Lightsey, his health, his high school coach said he's recovering well. He said uh, they don't want any other details out there. I don't know if people are out to get him. I don't know the complete deal on his medical situation, but we think he's going to be fine. Lightsey was the number 47 linebacker and the class of 2022 would sign with the Georgia Bulldogs. Meanwhile, DeMond Demas, a former five-star wide receiver who plays at Texas A&M, he was arrested on a charge of domestic assault. He has been suspended by the school, and we don't know uh, what his future will hold. On Wednesday afternoon, his attorney issued a statement saying he's been released on minimal bond, said he looks forward to defending himself against the misdemeanor charge. We will uh, see what happens with him. He was a member of the Aggies. 2020 recruiting class out of the Houston area was the number three overall receiver in that signing class. Meanwhile, another guy that uh, people are excited to see when it comes to recruiting, Arch Manning, the quarterback, one of the biggest names out there, the biggest name in the 2023 recruiting class. A lot of big-time schools are in the mix for him. And... We know he kind of limited his list down to Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Ole Miss, and then added kind of added Florida and LSU to the mix not too long ago. But according to his high school coach at uh, Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans, Manning is still considering those schools. He hasn't knocked any of them off yet. He said he's really is, he really is open. His father came out with a statement basically saying a lot. Of everything is speculation. He also added there's no timeline for Arch Manning to make his decision. So when you talk about all the schools, whether it be Georgia, Texas, all of them, the staffs are always expanding, 
all parts of the program are always expanding. So I think when he's ready, I don't think there's any sort of timeline right now for him to make his announcement. Now, Cooper Patagna, who's a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports, he put out a piece this week and said, look, with Arch Manning, it's not just the name. He said, this is a guy who can make every throw in the field. He's athletic. He's mobile. He can play off-platform, off-schedule, and he only continues to get better as he develops. He said, Manning is a big-bodied, functional athlete with uncanny awareness and a one-of-a-kind position-specific pedigree. Could be fun. See wherever he ends up. Some people out there have thrown out rumors that maybe he's just going to end up at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. But even if that's the case, well, they'll be coming to the SEC sooner rather than later. So at some point, it feels like Arch Manning is going to be playing in the SEC. We just don't know where. But uh, certainly going to be a fun recruitment to track for the next year. And there you have it. That is everything from around the conference. We've got you completely caught up. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, the College Football Coaching Roundtable. Who has the most to prove in 2022? It's a great ESPN article. We'll run through it after this. Look, uh, football season we know is over. Basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Of course, we got the SEC tournament coming up. And then, of course, the big tournament after that. BetOnline, they remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news throughout the season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net, your number one source for hockey, boxing, UFC, whatever it is, you can find it on their website. Head on over there today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn about all the trends and action going on. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Make sure you set up an account before all the madness comes in the coming weeks. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and we're in a good article on ESPN.com. Basically, I did a college football coaching roundtable asking just a couple of different questions about a lot of the coaches across college football. And so I thought I thought we would just highlight at least the SEC coaches that got responses on this because, uh, look, you know, there's a lot going on all across the college football world, a lot of big coaching changes and tons of stuff. So... Figure we start here. They pose the question to their staff of writers, which head coach has the most to prove next season in college football? We start with Mark Schlebaugh, who says Jimbo Fisher. He said he's being paid $9 million a year, just signed the best recruiting class in program history, giving everything that A&M has invested in its program. It has lost at least four games in three of his first four years. There was much to be made about Georgia's 41-year drought without a national title, which ended this past season. Does anyone remember the last time the Aggies won it all? Well, that would be 1939. That was 83 years ago. And Schleybus says it's time for Fisher to get over the hump at Texas A&M. Meanwhile, David Hale, he chimes in. He says, LSU... They went in big, landing Brian Kelly, but the early returns have been interesting. The PR to the hire has been tepid, with many critics wondering, is Kelly a cultural fit in the SEC? He did adopt the Southern drawl at one point. He said that might be a tad unfair, as Kelly 
has always been underrated as a coach. His successes far outpacing the credit he seems to get for them. But if Kelly was underappreciated at Notre Dame, there's no chance his work will fly under the radar now. The pressure to win immediately in the toughest decision, uh, division in college football at a school that has fired its past two coaches, both who were national championship win, uh, winners, the pressure will be immense. Uh, he says, look, Kelly said he never pictured himself leaving Notre Dame. He did. If 2022 doesn't result in at least 9-10 wins, Brian Kelly might end up wishing he had stuck at Notre Dame. Meanwhile, Adam Rittenberg, he chimes in. He says the pressure is on Brian Harson. He said, I can't believe I'm the first to pick the embattled Auburn coach who survived a week-long university-led inquiry into his program. Harson must feel emboldened to still have his job, but he absolutely must deliver in a big way to keep this gig for 2023 and beyond. There are some concerns on the roster, but Harson has the coordinator tandem. And Jeff Schmetting and Eric saw that he should have selected from the start. Both coordinators worked with him at Boise State and know what he wants schematically. Maybe Harson will never be SEC enough to win at Auburn, but he gets another chance to win with a structure that generated success up at Boise. Rittenberger says, I'm fascinated to see how the players respond to him and whether Auburn overcomes a tough schedule to surprise some people in the SEC or if he regresses and leads the school to make an easy an expensive coaching change. Some other responses on who has the most pressure on them this season. Chris Lowe said Chip Kelly at UCLA, while Alex Scarborough said Steve Sarkeesian over at Texas. So which new coach will have the biggest impact in 2022? Almost all the writers said people outside of the SEC, except for Ryan McGee, who said... He was in Central Florida for nearly a week to cover the Daytona 500, and he said the buzz around Billy Napier's arrival in Gainesville is everywhere down there. He said that's because Napier himself also is everywhere. Every sports talk station, every TV newscast, he tuned in, had Billy Napier on their show. So the Gators have plenty of talent and returners from last year's team. They're mad, embarrassed, and anxious to prove that they can get back to being the guys who nearly won the SEC title in 2020, pushed Bama to the brink in week three last year before everything went downhill with Dan Mullen. So we will see if Billy Napier can have instant success at Florida. One more question that was posed, which assistant coach or coordinator will be the most sought after for the next coaching carousel. And Alex Scarborough jumped in and said, how about Bill O'Brien? He said, Bill O'Brien is not going to be an offensive coordinator to Alabama for long. He said, look, it's mildly surprising he's still in Tuscaloosa right now, given some of the jobs that came open in both college and the NFL this past year. We know he got an interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and if Jim Harbaugh had left Michigan, would not been a bit of, would have been a surprise had he jumped up there and taken that job. It's only a matter of time before... Bill O'Brien is a head coach again. He said, say what you want about his abilities as an NFL GM. His resume as a coach speaks for itself. He went 15-9 and in a very difficult situation up at Penn State a few years back. He said, by this time next year, Bill O'Brien will have spent a combined seven seasons as an assistant for both Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and he will have coached at least one Heisman Trophy winner in quarterback Bryce Young. So, tend to agree with that. A lot of Alabama fans were hoping he would leave just with some of the inconsistencies with the offense last year. 
But Bill O'Brien back at Alabama as the OC this year, probably not going to be there much longer because somebody's going to come grab him if he continues to have success. And there you have it. That is a little bit on the ESPN article talking about some of the coaches with their experts looking ahead to some of the coaches next season or, uh, yeah, next season in college football. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Now you go make your second listen. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft Show with Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available wherever you guys get your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On SEC. A reminder, you can find us Wherever you get your podcast, you can also watch the video form of the show up at YouTube now. And uh, when you do check us out on YouTube, just Google Lockdown SEC. You'll find it on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. That way you can get an update on all of our videos that we have, all our great interviews. If you missed any of our great interviews from the past couple weeks to months, Miles Brennan from LSU, TJ Finley, Jalen Foster from South Carolina. Some great interviews. If you missed any of them, find them all on either the podcast or up at YouTube.com. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.